What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Pro GK Academy podcast, bringing you your weekly dose of goalkeeper news. Days pass, day pass, outlast, sweet last forever now. Ever last like I'm boxing up. Smoke in the air because I'm blowing out. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Pro GK Academy podcast. My name is Omar Zini. I'm the head trainer and founder of Pro GK Academy, and I'm going to be your host throughout this episode. I'm here with my soccer expert once again, Yusuf Trad. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right, my man. Well, let's jump right into it. We're going to talk about today's game, Arsenal versus Man City. And, you know, it wasn't really a game, <laughs> again, within four days, six goals against. And it's almost time for Arsene Wenger to just walk away, which, you know, in recent interviews, it doesn't sound like he's too keen on doing that they're gonna have to really force him out the door and we'll just i'm put that to the side as as you know an arsenal fan i I don't want to get too much into it because i can go on for hours but in terms of the goalkeeping performances tonight you know arsenal did have the majority of the chances against man city but they just converted their chances what did you see from check and what did you see from Pedersen tonight you know i felt really really bad for petter check it's a shame that his defense has been absolutely awful this week it's an absolute shame that they're putting six goals on arsenal like that they're just embarrassing the the legacy that petr Cech has uh, it's, it's a shame and on the other hand you got ederson who was fantastic in the moments where he needed to be great diving save to his right in the first half and then the penalty i mean abamian kind of sold it but still ederson had to react he still had to save it and uh, i mean there's Nothing to complain about. You two clean sheets against Arsenal, one in a cup final, one in a league game. I got no complaints there. That's a perfect game for me. Oh, man. It's it's honestly, you know, I, I'm getting stuck between Ederson and De Gea. We'll get to that, you know, who's the best goalkeeper in the EPL this year in a few minutes here. But for me, Ederson, again, just keeps showing that he has that extra dimension to his game that a lot of other goalkeepers don't have, and that's the distribution. And it's almost as if every time he tries to catch the ball, every time he catches the ball, the, def- the defense is having to react, not even as, you know, oh, wow, we you know, just made an incredible save, but oh, crap, he just caught the ball and we got to get back for this counterattack because he did it twice today. One oh, time, yeah. he caught that he caught a shot and he ran up to the 18 and hit a side volley all the way down to, uh, down the field to Sergio Aguero with pinpoint accuracy. And the second one was the ball went out of bounds. Everybody was just kind of walking back, head down. Leroy Sané is asking for the ball to yeah. be placed, waving for the ball, and he just blasts the ball about 70 yards right to his foot. The commentators, just like me, were just dumbfounded couldn't believe it Un- unreal man and like you said Petr Cech like poor guy man you know he's you know <laughs> he's he came to Arsenal I don't know what he was seeking but I'm sure he wasn't hoping that this was going to be the case you know poor Ospina this past weekend um, getting three goals on him like that and you had Bravo of course for for Man City who had a, de- a decent game had you know some big saves when he needed to be but it's just unfortunate that Arsenal have become this team that is just so unreliable defensively that you kind of only can only only hope that Petr Cech can stand on his head and play an amazing game, which at that age is just kind of, it's not really something that we can be to expect from him anymore. It's hard to ask. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's unfortunate. You know, again, Ederson shows his, his class and... He's I, worthy of being the most expensive goalkeeper in the world, for sure. But see, again, it's just I keep scratching my head now because I'm confused. He just, you know, keeps showing week in and week out with consistency, not just with his feet, but making you know big time saves. It's three zero, not that big of a deal. But if Arsenal, you know, were to score one goal, Aubameyang does convert that yeah. penalty. Three to one, you know, two zero lead is is one of the most uh, terrifying as a coach to have in in any league, especially the EPL. Sure. Arsenal could have come back. So you know, that's the 
the tricky part here and when you talk about these kind of games where it's 3-0 the goalkeepers still do have a big impact on the game and so you know now we're going to shift gears to a very similar question in the sense that Ederson will probably come up pretty often and that is throughout I think about 30 games now in the EPL with our obviously Man City running away with it do you think that Ederson is number one in the EPL or do you think De Gea or is anybody else in the mix for the best goalkeeper in the EPL this far I think right now this is the hardest question to ask particularly in the Premier League it's so so close between David De Gea and Ederson without either of those guys their teams aren't having the proper ability to really be the best teams that they can be I mean Manchester United it's it's been shown over the entirety of this season without De Gea they're losing at least five or six games and they're not even close to second place right now and then you look at Ederson as we've mentioned earlier his distribution and his footwork and his passing it's as if he's another outfield player for Manchester City it's hard when you've got a a goalkeeper that's got the footwork and the passing and the ability and the touch and the skill to be just like another one of the guys. I mean, I don't want to say he's like another (laughs) Kevin De Bruyne, another David Silva, but it's as if he's one of those guys. He's got the touch. He's got the ability. So it's hard for me to to single out a best player. So if, if I really, if I'm forced to pick a best player, I go by where they are on the table. So right now, I think Ederson should go in your team in the season. While De Gea, it'd be disappointing to see him not be the goalkeeper of the season, but you got to hand it over to Ederson. He's been such a breath of fresh air compared to Joe Hart, to put it that way. But, you know, I think I have to actually, I want to ask you one question, Yus. When it comes to his chances to be seen as the best goalkeeper in the EPL, do you feel like his chances to be that, to get that title are diminished by the fact that Alisson is considered now the starting goalkeeper going into the World Cup? Because now, I mean, it's all about perception, and I think everybody who actually watches the games you know, can actually say that Ederson for sure is one of the best goalkeepers in the world, no matter what the age. But now that Alisson is considered as the number one for Brazil, do you think that diminishes at all his role in EPL? I think it's hard to compare, and I think it's unfair to really compare at this point, because the style that Ederson plays for Manchester City is drastically different from the style that both Brazil and that Roma display. Ederson, he needs to be having the ball at his feet in crucial moments. For Brazil, you've got a good enough back line in Thiago Silva and Marquinhos where you don't need that person to be sort of an extra outfield player in goal. So you just need a goalkeeper that just needs to stand there, do his job, make his saves, kick the ball out when need be but you don't need to you don't need another guy like Ederson which is unfortunate because it's not diminishing his talent in yeah. any way shape or form no I completely agree I think Ederson is really thriving under Pep Guardiola's system as you know the commentators alluded to today he's like the second coming of Victor Valdez he just looks so mm. comfortable with the ball at his feet and comparison yeah and I, I think you're right though when you say that it does not diminish his quality at all just because you know Brazil needs more of like a game manager a goalkeeper who's not really going to cause too much of a stir going to go there do their job the back four is already stacked so you don't need a goalkeeper who is going to take chances like that and I guess in Guardiola's system that's kind of where it's at and De Gea I mean I can't say enough about him every single week he's proving to us whenever Ederson's closing the gap he makes these amazing saves that weekend game against Sevilla man our weekend game weekday game last week in the Champions League I could not believe some of the saves he was making and he just I think he hears us and I think he knows (laughs) that no matter what he does I mean he's gonna have to keep on doing having amazing and amazing performances because unfortunately Man United invites so much pressure that De Gea is just a shot stopper and he's very he's very good for Man U's system at at the moment still can't believe this is the same kid that Alex Ferguson brought from Atletico Madrid 
Amazing his growth over these last few years. You know, now you bring up uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. He actually said uh, not too long ago that in terms of a season, a goalkeeper can win you about 17 points. Hmm. And do you think that that statement holds pretty true with Ederson? And of course, with De Gea as well. Ederson, I, I don't think he's really been called into that much action where he's really forced to be making these points up for Manchester City. His midfield and his front of Gabriel Jesus when he was healthy and Sergio Aguero... I mean, it, there's there's the reason right there why they're winning the Premier League. Yeah. He's just the extra cherry on top. I yeah. mean, David De Gea, he's already saved you 15 points. He's already saved you. <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And there's still how many more games left in the season? Uh, 12, I think. It's, uh, yeah, and he'll save more. I guarantee it. <laughs> Mark my words. Well, so we'll, we'll close that topic. We're going to, you know, shift gears now away from the EPL, look more towards France. And, you know, over the weekend, Eden Hazard was actually subbed in the 60th minute as Chelsea fell 2-1 to one to Man U. Courtois, who usually doesn't speak to the press, isn't that vocal, he came out after the game and criticized Conte's decision to sub him out. He said, I have no explanation for the substitution of Hazard. I had not expected him to take him off, but it is a choice of the manager. He must explain. I cannot look into his head. You know, with this criticism, you know, coupled with Chelsea's form and the fact that his contract is over this summer, I think Chelsea fans should be worried about his future. And, you know, PSG sporting director just came out and he publicly said that signing a new goalkeeper was on the top of their list of priorities. And he made it very, very clear that he's zeroing in on Courtois. So, you, you know, I have two questions for you. Seeing that Courtois may actually be leaving Chelsea in the summer, is PSG the right place for him to go? And if that's not the place, where do you think he should go? Well, I think it's kind of hard to say right now. This is It's purely speculative at this point, but I think they're, PSG and Atletico Madrid are really the two places where I think Courtois should be looking towards. I mean, he's clearly had his spats with Antonio Conte, and it's kind of shown this season. And I mean, just as you said, Courtois normally doesn't speak out. And this is a rare, rare instance. I mean, he doesn't even do this with Belgium. And so with with a lot of speculation of Jan Oblak leaving Atletico Madrid this summer, potentially to Arsenal, which I'm sure you would love to see. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, I, I think that's definitely a place where he, sh- he could look at, especially because he has the history there. They got to a Champions League final there and unfortunately lost that final. But nonetheless, they got there. And then obviously PSG. How can you say no to PSG? If you're if you're a professional footballer right now, if PSG comes knocking, you better take that chance because mm-hmm. God knows you're gonna be winning stuff there. I mean, sure, it's Liga Un and it's lost a lot of its respect in that way, but the Champions League, as we know, is the number one priority for PSG to really solidify itself. And let's just hope financial fair play doesn't come yep. in the way of that. Actually, yeah, no, yeah, in an article I read, that's actually one of the big things that they're saying is that the financial fair play would actually hinder this and probably stop this from actually happening. You know, I heard his kids are actually in Madrid. They live in Madrid. So whether it's Atletico or it's Real, it's, it's crazy to think that it's going to be a huge domino effect. Like you said, you have Oblak at Atletico. If he leaves to Arsenal, that leaves a spot open right there for Courtois to either go there or I heard PSG is actually looking to see if they could pick up Oblak or Navas. Hmm. So it's crazy. Yeah, it's all over the place. And it's, you know, a, a huge thing can happen this summer where a lot of vacant spots are created by these goalkeepers who are leaving their, their posts, at, whether it's Atletico or PSG, to go to these spots. They're all kind of trading places. But we'll see. I think there's a lot riding on this World Cup. And, you know, if a lot of big performers, like when Navas uh, had a huge World Cup in 2014 for Costa Rica, they 
beat Greece. They get to, you know, they play against Netherlands. Unfortunately, they lose in PKs in the uh, was it quarterfinals. And so you never know, I think, in terms of the World Cup. Now, fast forwarding to that, are you excited to see a specific goalkeeper? Is there a goalkeeper that stands out for you this World Cup? You know, right now, I want to see how well Alisson's going to do for Brazil. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of pressure on that team. But I also want to see how Hugo Lloris and the rest of that French team oh, are going to yeah. handle the potential and the expectation of being, in my opinion, the best team in the world. I mean, with all the young talent that they have coming oh, up man. with Mbappe, Dembele, Kante, Pogba, I mean, you name it, they're stacked everywhere. And so I want to see... I want to see how Loris is going to do. And, you know, Alisson's going to be a little bit of fun to watch. And you never know. We might see Ederson in goal. We'll have to see. But <laughs> right now, I think Brazil and France, those are the two favorites. We know De Gea is going to be stellar. Yeah. You know, we'll just have to see come come June what's going to happen. I think something crazy is going to happen. De Gea, I feel like maybe he doesn't feel like he's as respected as he should be. Because I keep thinking to myself, like if I was in his shoes, everyone keeps the talk of the town is Ederson. This guy's the next big thing. He's so good with his feet. I've seen De Gea. He's not that bad with his feet. He's not. That's not his focal point. He's a more of a shot stopper. But he does do enough. And I think a lot of the times we forget about his greatness because of you know Man City's dominance right now. So I hope to see him kill it this summer, and I hope to see that he shuts everybody up, people like me, I don't know about you, but people like me who continuously like start adding Ederson into you know the, the conversation as the best goalkeeper where yeah. De Gea has done it year in and year out. So, well, you see, <laughs> it's been fun. Uh, thank you for stopping by as always. And you guys, if you guys like this podcast, please share it with your friends and follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at ProGK Academy. Use. Take care, buddy. Put me in the right direction. Your love is a misconception. Tell you how I feel, no efforts. Like how the wind blow or how the trees grow. I'm feeling for you every second. Can't deny that my heart is a weapon. Aiming for you, I'm aiming for you. Starting to lose, I was starting to lose. But I pick myself right back up again. Started to fight and distrust and make love again. Feel more trapped than I do.